plan could run out before the end of the month. This morning, Texas enacted the toughest abortion ban in the country after the Supreme Court failed to weigh in. Loyola Law's Jessica Levinson. It will essentially ban all abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. This is a law that contravenes Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the two Supreme Court cases on abortion rights. Last night, outside a frat house at the University of Iowa, protesters demanded justice for an alleged rape survivor. Enough is enough. This has been going on for far too long in universities across the United States. Men are getting away with sexual violence against women, and frankly, we're sick of it. We're the generation that's going to stop it. It's over. Petition claims the district attorney ignored video and DNA evidence. Dow futures up more than 80. This is CBS News. Fever is the key symptom for both the flu and COVID. The Exergen Temporal Scanner is essential to detect fevers early and reliably. Learn more at exergen.com. It's JCPenney's Labor Day home sale, and the deals are hot. Get up to 50% off select furniture, mattresses, and window, and refresh every room in the house. Plus, shop doorbusters Friday to Monday while they last. Like $6.99 select Fieldcrest bath towels and a Black & Decker food processor or a George Foreman grill, only $39.99 each. Or save an extra 25% with coupon across the store. Hurry and bring it all home for less. JCPenney. Doorbusters valid 93-96 and excluded from coupon. Offers and coupon valid through 9-6. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Dive into fall with everything to power your big ideas during Dell's Labor Day event. Save up to $300 on select Dell XPS and Alienware systems powered by Intel Core processors. Save on top accessories like Dell monitors, docks, and other popular tech essentials. Limited quantity deals go live each weekday through September 8th with free shipping on everything. Call 800 by dell for Labor Day event savings. That's 800 by dell Another member of a legendary rock group is sick. Gene Simmons has COVID. He's now the second member of KISS to test positive for the virus in the past week. The band postponed some shows after lead singer Paul Stanley announced his diagnosis. Stanley has since recovered, and Simmons says his symptoms are mild. KISS says both are breakthrough cases. Since the band and touring crew are fully vaccinated, their shows are expected to resume September 9th. Till then, the only thing the band's doing is isolating. Monica Ricks, CBS News. The heir of an Italian duke isn't buying an apology from another rock legend. Sting first accused the owner of a Tuscan winery he purchased 25 years ago of tricking him into buying the place by serving him a glass of what he thought was a local Chianti. Sting claimed it was actually a Barolo from another region. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Do you check your Google search results regularly? You should. People often get their first impression of you or your business online. Negative comments on the Internet can impact your life and your livelihood. Take control of your online reputation. Get your free reputation report card at reputationdefender.com. It may reveal negative posts from an ex-employee, upset patient or client, news article, legal issue, or even exposed personal information right there in your Google search results. Uncover what's lurking on the Internet about you with reputationdefender.com's patented scan and get your free reputation report card. Or for immediate assistance with your reputation, call 800-401-6681. Our cutting-edge technology helps make your Google search results look their best. Call 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681. 800-401-6681. Or take the free scan at reputationdefender.com. Join Kevin Dunnigan and Troy Bolin all season long for the Hewite Honda Football Friday Night Post Game Show. Immediately after the Athens County Game of the Week, join the guys for analysis, information, entertainment, and giveaways throughout the show. Have a question about a game in the area? Driving back from a football game? Call in at 740-592-1055 or toll free at 1-888-592-1055. It's the Hewite Honda Football Friday Night Post Game Show. Friday nights on 105.5 FM, Power 105. 
Are you ready for an upgrade for your home? Then check out Superior Renovations in Albany for all your home improvement needs. Superior Renovations is a family-owned business of over 20 years specializing in bathroom and kitchen remodelings. Superior Renovations is committed to superior quality and results. For your free estimate, call 740-517-8795. Great references and great prices available for your next project. Superior Renovations, 27480 Old State Route 346 in Albany. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse over on West Union Street in Athens. Daily reports of the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. It's the Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-a-thon, the annual year-long event where you could save big by bundling Home and Auto with Progressive. So big that we're kicking things off with fireworks! A monster truck battle! A fighter jet flyover! And it wouldn't be a party without the Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-a-thon dancers! Can't really hear them, but trust us, they are working it. So come for the fun and stay for the savings. Only at Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-A-Thon. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Looking for a color change? Ask Sherwin-Williams. We've made it easy to try and buy color. Preview paint colors in your home with our Color Snap app. Then visit swsamples.com to have color chips delivered to your door for free. Or order peel and stick samples to try on your wall. When you're ready to paint, shop online or stop by your neighborhood Sherwin Williams store and get everything you need. It's cannon season. Your Columbus Blue Jackets return to the ice October 14th. October 14th. Head to bluejackets.com now to purchase tickets. Athens opened their season with two tough opponents, but have their starting quarterback back and look for their first win of the year against Marietta. Athens Bulldog Football on the radio is sponsored by Stop and Cop, CNE Hardware and Outdoors, Matthews Insurance, Pitcock Glass, Brony's Alumni Grill, Integrated Services, Wendy's, Donato's, Steak and Shake, and Larry's Doghouse. Tune in to 970 AM, 97.1 FM, or online at 970WATH.com for all the Bulldog football action this year. I-N-E-P-T-M-X-T-E-C-K-2-4-6-8. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Again today with Coach Art Turf, the head football coach and athletic director here at Inept Tech. Coach, we discussed your upcoming 10-game schedule. You are a member of a conference, as I recall, the six-pack conference. So what kind of a conference outlook are we looking at this year? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because it is a fine conference and we are playing a fine schedule this year. And, and I think it's going to be especially balanced this year. I think anybody could win the conference championship. It's one of them deals where you could just pop the top on anybody's uh, uh, schedule and throw them all in the ring, draw one out, and they could be the winners of the conference. You know, it's going to be real balanced. Cinema State and TNT and, of course, my brother Nat Turf's Bungle State team, DDT, going to be in there for the championship. And, of course, EIEIO, they've been the conference champions the last six, seven, eight years. They've always had a real fine team. But I am looking forward to our fighting oysters being right up in there with them. I think it could be anybody's race. Well, I guess with EIEIO, EIO having such an outstanding conference uh, record over the past few years, they must be considered the team to beat this year. Well, I'm considering them to, uh, one of the teams that we're going to beat this year. You know, we play in 10 ball games, but uh, we're not looking forward to playing them. They are the ninth ball game, and they're on down the road. We're going to be playing our ball games one at a time. We're just looking forward to playing our first ball game when that's water under the bridge. We'll look forward to the second one because that's how we play them is one at a time. And I'll be back with more with Coach Art Turf in just a moment. And the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you by Chapstick with SPF. Chapstick has lip balms to help lips look amazing every day. 
Well, Coach Turf, we've discussed your conference schedule upcoming. Let's be a little bit more specific now and talk a little offense and defense. What, uh, what type of defense are the Oysters going to be using this year? Well, based on the uh, kind of defense uh, that we've been playing the last several seasons, I'd say the kind of defense we're going to be playing is uh, frequent. You know, we play lots lots of defense. Seems like our defense is on the field more than our offense is, and that's not really the kind of defense you like to play if you're going to win the ball game. The kind of ball game you got to play is where your defense is out there just a little bit and your offense is out there a whole lot scoring lots of points. Well, let's talk about your offense. What type of offensive schemes are you going to be employing this year to juice up that offense? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because we got a boy playing quarterback this year going to spark our offense, boy name of uh, 12. Uh, third and 12, and Thurden is one of those boys, he can he can run the ball, he can throw the ball, he can pitch out, he can hand off, he can do just a little bit about everything. He's very talented, he's, uh, he's uh, what you call your triple or even a fourple threat out there, he can do so much with the football. Does he have any outstanding receivers to throw to, Coach? Well, that's right. The captain of our ball club, good old Needles Norgan. You know, Needles is six foot nine, weighs 98 pounds, but he is a star of our ball club. He is a ninth-year senior, adds a little stability to the program. He's a star of our ball team, and he's number one in your heart. So our fans can be looking for him on the field. What's his uniform number? Well, o only one that'll fit on his jersey, one. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Well, we've certainly had some rain, but for some reason or other, I don't think it's as much as we were expecting. Or maybe that's just my opinion. Anyway, it's still here right now. And looking at the radar, it looks like it's going to be here for a while yet. Many would say this is Ida as it is approached north, right? Anyway, uh, other parts of the uh, nation uh, getting Ida too, but uh, maybe even to a far greater degree. Boy, it sure did a job down in uh, New Orleans and that area. So, today they say it'll reach 75 degrees in terms of our high temperature. We're showing 67 right now. As I look ahead, tomorrow they say a sunny day. But only 76. In fact, as I look ahead, there's one day in the next week that's going to hit the 80 mark, but only one, and that's next Monday. Of course, that can change along the way. Anyway, good morning, folks. A free-for-all edition today of the Party Line. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, well, let me, let me oh, get you I'm my sorry. Time. There we go. Good morning. Good morning. I think that uh, weather forecast yesterday said that we could possibly get up to six inches uh, with the heavier rain, obviously. But yeah. I'm, I'm not sure we're there. But they downgraded it now to, uh, I think, four inches, which is still significant. Still a lot. Yeah. I just don't see that happening, though. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, so like you said, it's going to be around here for a little while, and I've been mentioning, too, to stay tuned here for any emergency broadcast alerts sure, sure. and also 105. But we, there was one that tried to come through this morning, uh, but it, it did not air. I think it must have just been a test here. But typically those go out over the air. This one did not. Well, did you check over on FM? Did they get it? No, they didn't get it either. Okay. Well, sometimes, um, I mean, there are some alerts that 
come across the system that we're not supposed to air. Yeah, you know how we have the speaker on the rack right yeah. there that I could hear them talking in that, but that was it. It was not on the air. Tomorrow we have a guest, Heidi Fisher, is going to be joining us. And uh, perhaps you've heard of this organization, Live Healthy Appalachia. Heidi's the executive director of that uh, organization. Have you also heard of um, the CHIP system? And by CHIP, we're talking about the Complete Health Improvement Project. I took the CHIP class. My wife and I did, Pat and I. Um, golly, eight years ago, perhaps. Fascinating. And um, we learned a lot, and that's still going. So uh, we'll learn more about all of that from Heidi Fisher tomorrow. Well, today is a whole new month. It is the first day of of um, September, right? Yes. And um, so let me um, share with you something that came out yesterday. At uh, noon, this was a news release that was... um, published, and it's from Ohio University. Uh, Basically, it's written in the sense of a a letter from our president of the university, Hugh Sherman, and it's addressed to dear Ohio University students, faculty, and staff. Um, It's very nicely written, of course. I'll pull out a paragraph or two and then jump down to the bottom line. So his letter reads, If there's one thing we know to be true, it's that Ohio Bobcats care deeply for one another. From doctors and nurses volunteering time and talent to provide community access to vaccinations in rural areas, to making sure our friends, peers, and colleagues are staying engaged during times of isolation. Our university community has demonstrated time and again that this is a community of care. Our commitment is to provide our students with the most normal college experience possible. But the reality is that as a nation, we are not as far as we hoped we would be in battling the pandemic. Public health experts are tracking an increase in cases here in Ohio and on our campuses due to extremely contagious Delta variant. And we need to do everything we can to continue to show our care and respect for one another and do our part to help keep the entire community safe and healthy. Therefore, after thoughtful consideration, in consultation with the public health experts, and in agreement with many of our peer institutions across the state, all Ohio students, faculty, and staff at all locations are required to be vaccinated against COVID-19 by November 15th requirement. They go on for vaccines that require two doses. Both doses must be completed by this date. This applies to all employees, including those working remotely, and all students except those enrolled exclusively in fully online programs and coursework, 
who will not access university facilities on any campus in person. They go on a little details like, um, let's say, the Pfizer, which requires two doses, right? One, the second dose three weeks later. That, too, must be accomplished before November 15th. So, um, so be it. I think Miami University is also in line with that. If that was not mentioned there, I noted. I didn't read the whole. Noted he said something about other peer institutions in the state. Uh, Miami University is doing basically the same thing. I I know of someone who simply does not believe, is scared or whatever, of the vaccine and is eligible for retirement at Ohio University and consequently will enact that process. This person could have gone on longer, worked at the university longer, but in view of this order, mandate, whatever, will now retire because they don't want the vaccine. Uh, Well, I'm sure we could get into some sort of argument or discussion about this, but uh, folks, I had the vaccine in March. The second shot in March. March 12th, if I remember correctly. I have my card stating such in my wallet. When this third one comes out here in, what, let's say a month or two, whenever it is, I'll certainly be there. Ditto. Me too. But I'm eligible for it. I do not. I just don't understand people's fear or reluctance. Uh, let, let, Let me go a bit further. Each fall, I think, We go in and we get a series of shots, which are vaccines. Flu, shingles, help me out. Uh, That's, those are the ones that are dominant. There's a couple more though. Mostly people, do people get shots for the measles or chicken pox anymore? I, I think so things like that is uh it might be the younger age that get those but it seems like each fall i have to have three or four different shots and depending on what shots i had last year maybe they give me a stronger one for this this time and then you i don't know is you you get these shots Why, when you think of the effort, the research that has gone into this vaccine, why is there a reluctance to to not get it because they're scared something might happen? All right, all right, all right. Well, you know, as you were saying, it just made me think of, you know, the the word 
it is an experimental vaccine before it was finally approved by the FDA. So I'm wondering if that one word may have still being deterred, used, still carrying forward that word for for some of them. Now I think is it Pfizer, the one that was approved by the FDA. One of them was approved. Oh yeah, by the FDA. Now the other ones, I I think if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, they're they're still considered in the experimental stage. I don't think so. Okay, but, well, but, that's but what, what I said. You correct know, me if I'm wrong. You and I are not in the flow of all of this, so you I'm, may be right, I may be right. I'm gonna it makes no difference. Google and see what it says. FDA approved vaccines. I don't believe that vaccines can be administered without some level of approval. And then the, I'm going to make up a word, the absolutivity of the vaccine sometimes takes a while to study those that have received it and then form a report. Yeah, I think what they call that is emergency use authorization. Okay. And, that, and as I look here, uh, Pfizer apparently is the only one that is FDA approved. The others are considered uh, used in the emergency use authorization from the FDA. So it is the approval used in that respect. I just seems to me I've heard otherwise but that's that's okay you've got it right in front of you let's uh, let's talk about the statistics a little bit as of yesterday okay here in Athens we have had now a total of 5,823 cases that's 8.9 percent of our population has dealt with it There were 70 new cases yesterday. Uh, I believe we have 224 people being hospitalized. Um, 5,284 people have recovered now in our county. So that would be 90.7% of the cases are done. Our vaccination here in Athens County, we are uh, still we still haven't quite broken the 50% mark, although the state has. So there appears to be a little more reluctance down here, but we're at 44.8% of our Athens residents, Athens County residents, have received the vaccine. Um, we have had 60 deaths here. That number has not changed in, it might be as long as three weeks. So, let's talk about the state of Ohio. In the state of Ohio, yesterday we had 5,914 new cases, bringing the total thus far to 1,220,900. Okay, take that against the total state's population. We've had 10.4% get, get it. Down here in Athens, it's 8.9%. Right now, 86,577 people are actively dealing with it.
which also means that of all the cases, 92.4% have recovered. There were um, 67 new deaths yesterday in the state. But for the two days before that, there had been none. Now, when I see that, sometimes I think, well, that's a, just an issue of properly turning in the reports. But uh, anyway, no deaths the last two days, but last yesterday, 67 in our state. And I, I made this point a moment ago, but I'll do it again. In the state, well, let's start with Athens. In Athens, about 45% have been vaccinated. In the state, it's 52%. In the nation, it's 52%. Come on, Athens. Okay. Well, we did the Ohio figures. I think we'll wait till um, Friday as we wrap up the week to look at the nation and the world figures. And as I told you earlier, we have a guest tomorrow. Executive Director of Live Healthy Appalachia. Okay. So, what do we do on a free-for-all day? A number of things regularly. First off, what day is today? It's National Burnt Ends Day. Sounds good. What's that mean? Oh, I like those. Especially on the end of a meatloaf. Oh, you think it deals with food? Oh, yeah. They they talk about uh, the burnt ends of, uh, what, uh, is it chicken wings, I think, or something like that. Are you sure that's what they're getting? Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. So, um, or ribs, something like that. You know, the crunchy part of that. On the end of, uh, like, a steak. Oh, yeah. I I follow what you're talking about. I just... I kind of think they're talking about something else, though. What do you think they're talking about? That I'll, I'll Google on here. Well, like um, dealing with relationships, like uh, <laughs> burnt ends day. Oh, that could be, too. I, I don't know. Let's figure it out. <laughs> In the meantime, we'll go on while you're looking. Okay. It is National Chicken <clears throat> Boy Day. That What's is that? commemorating. Okay, there's a, a the large cartoon character. Well, he could be. There's there's a large statue. Uh, I think it's like 22 feet tall in California, and it was uh, some uh, uh, depicting some restaurants in the 1960s. And the name of the restaurant was Chicken Boy, and the owner put up this big uh, statue of chicken boy okay and so every year they they commemorate on september 1st (laughs) national chicken boy day now this statue it was taken down i think when the owner passed away in 1984 and at the time uh governor schwarzenegger i believe it was uh added that to the state's list of whatever they call them historic monuments or something like that (laughs) chicken boy i'm amazed you know this story yeah I, I see this every year and i'm thinking i know what that is without even looking at it okay well um you continue work on this burnt ends yeah thing. Uh, it's I've today got is uh, national no rhyme nor reason day <laughs> it's national acne positivity day And finally, Self-Care Awareness Month. 
That should be every month. That one. Okay, well, burnt ends. All right, here we go. Are you ready for some flavor and sauce? The National Burnt End Day, Burnt Ends Day on September 1st, is your barbecue celebration. Oh, you were right. Once considered trimmings or leftovers, burnt ends come from the point of a brisket. However, these days, burnt ends take center stage in a barbecue basket of smoky flavor and goodness. It comes from a longer cooking time required for tender brisket. As a result, these thinner points become a little charred and tougher than the rest of the meat. Okay. So... Well, you were were on it, and I was not. I got to give you this. Here, it goes. uh, How to observe National Burnt Ends Day. Support the American Royal by purchasing burnt ends from participating restaurants, where a portion of the proceeds go to support the mission of American Royal. Visit every barbecue joint you can in 24 hours. Wouldn't you get, like, full if you did that? Well, it depends on if you're eating. I mean, take, you can visit. Take it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the point of visiting <laughs> to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a trip to Kansas City for some authentic burnt ends barbecue. Make your own at home. Invite friends and family to try burnt ends. Okay. There's there's one for you, with your socializing there. Mm-hmm. Have friends to try burnt ends. Experiment with seasonings, and barbecue sauce. Try new burnt end recipes or share your favorite. I like them on the ends of. A meatloaf. Those are the two pieces I get first, if nobody else has. Well. So there you have it. You were right. I was wrong. All right. Wait, what did you say? You were right, and I was wrong. Okay. I thought it meant something else. Okay. (laughs) I'm just teasing with you. Did you want to do Chicken Boy Day? Okay, sure. What is it? National Acne Positivity Day. Okay, we'll we'll do Chicken Boy first here. So, so I just, long as it's not too long. Oh, okay. Well, it's basically what I said earlier. Then, so we'll skip. Oh, that. it's it's this statue. Yeah, we'll skip it. And where is the statue? California. Located? Okay. Fair enough. It stands twenty-two feet tall and holds a bucket of chicken, named after the former nineteen-sixties Chicken Boy restaurant also known as the Statue of Liberty of Los Angeles. (laughs) It joins Big Boy and Ronald McDonald. How many years has it been there? Uh, It was in the 1960s. Wouldn't you think the the chicken would have spoiled by now? I would certainly think so, yes. Okay. Well, let's see here. Other historical events on this day in history, September 1st. In 1715, King Louis, the, um, let's see here, let me do my math, the 14th, I guess, of France dies after a reign of 72 years, the longest of any major European monarch. So Roman numerals of an X1V. That's 14. I was right then. Yes, you were right. 1878, the first female telephone operator starts work. Emma Nutt is her name for the Edwin Holmes Telephone Dispatch Company in Boston. And Dispatch, you know, we have the Columbus Dispatch. This is Dispatch, D-E instead of D-I. Interesting. Mm -hmm. 1905, Wilfrid Laurier. Overseas Alberta and Saskatchewan, joining the Confederation of Canada. 1939, World War II starts on this date when Germany invades Poland by attacking the free city of Danzig. On this date in 1941, Jews living in Germany are required to start wearing a yellow Star of David. 1951, the U.S., Australia, and New Zealand signed the ANZUS Mutual Defense Treaty. And the last item we have to mention, 1969 on this date, Colonel, uh, well, Gaddafi, right, deposes King Idris, Idris 
in the Libyan re uh, Revolution. Okay. Now, famous birthdays. Let's do the guys that are no longer around first. Johan Pachelbel. Pachelbel. It's spelled, I'll help you here, P-A-C-H-E-L-B-E-L. He lived, uh, born in this date in 1653, died in 1706. He was a German composer, organist, and teacher who brought the South German organ schools to their peak. The next one would be James Gordon Bennett, born on this date in 1795, died in 1872. James Gordon Bennett was a publisher of the New York Herald founded by his father, James Gordon Bennett Sr., who emigrated from Scotland. He was generally known as Gordon Bennett to distinguish him from his father. Number three of four, Rocky Marciano, the boxer, of course. Yes. Born in, on this date in 1923, died in 1969. And then... The final person to mention is uh, still living. She's celebrating her 64th birthday today, Gloria Estefan. Ah, beautiful singer. Not too bad a looking gal, too. Uh, name a tune that is particularly well known of hers. Oh, boy. Um, let's see here. Sorry. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. Uh, I want to say the rhythm is going to get you. Okay. There's one. Um, the Miami Sound Machine. Oh, yeah. Okay, two famous deaths to mention. Jacques Cartier. He died on this date in 1557, born in 1491. Jacques Cartier. He was a French Breton maritime explorer for France. Cartier was the first European to describe and map the Gulf of St. Lawrence and the shores of the St. Lawrence River in uh, Canada. We previously mentioned um, King Louis the Fourteenth. Yep. So in this same report is listed twice. Born in 1638, but died on this date in 1715. All right. Where am I putting my gun things? Over here, I guess, this morning. Um, let's see. In 1752, on this date, The Liberty Bell arrives in Philadelphia. The Liberty Bell is famous and, I, and, an, and an iconic symbol of American independence that can be found in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was commissioned on September 1st, 1752 by the Pennsylvania Provincial Assembly from the Whitechapel Bell Foundry. The Liberty Bell was engraved with lettering referencing the book of the Leviticus, saying, Proclaim liberty throughout all the land until all the inhabitants thereof. Um, well, that, that's the phrase. Now I got a question. I'll put it on you. Okay. How did it get cracked? That is a good question. I want to say when it was being made. Well, or was it during some time where they were ringing it so... with such aggression that it cracked, or what? Well, here we go. Uh, the bell arrived in Philadelphia in August 1752 because the metal was too brittle 
it cracked during a test strike and oh. it had to be recast twice. And but even the second time, right? Uh, I think just the first time. So it, re, it okay. Was are there again? Are we saying there's two Liberty Bells? No, it's the same one. Oh, they took that one and tried to repair it. Yeah, I see. Let's see. Oh, wait a minute here. Hold on. It cracked on the first test strike. Two local craftsmen twice cast a new bell using metal from the cracked English bell. They also added more copper to make the bell less brittle and silver to sweeten its tone. Okay. So they used the original one, apparently, and used the metal from the previous one. And added some more materials to You know, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, Labor Day is coming right up. Monday we'll have a special program here. Uh, We'll not be doing um, the party line thing. It'll be a musical special, okay? Yes, looking forward to it. Uh, But Labor Day is often a day of barbecues, right? Yes, and burnt ends. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I found a, a report. It's amazing the reports you can find. And I think sometimes many of our listeners are shaking their heads when we share something with them, saying, "Who in the world, did, you know, would take the time to figure that out?" And maybe sometimes say, "Who cares?" But that's 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 part of the um, I don't know the attraction of these things I think. Okay, so whether you plan to barbecue on Labor Day, September sixth, or celebrate more eccentric barbecue, your breakfast day, September fourth. Outdoor grilling is a wonderful way to get together with your loved ones while staying safe from the Delta variant. But they're posing which cities promise the perfect conditions for firing up the grill. So um, this uh, research company did, um, they looked over 100 of, and 180 of our nation's largest U.S. cities to determine the best cities for outdoor grilling. We looked for cities with plenty of butcher shops, affordable meat, nice weather, and a community interest based on Google search trends. So, we have the top ten and the bottom ten, I think. Okay. So, coming in 10th as the best place to be, Patterson, New Jersey. I'm not familiar with it. Number 9, Springfield, Missouri. I am. Number 8, Lubbock, Texas. Yep. 7, Clarksville, Tennessee. Yep. 6, Glendale, Arizona. For sure. Fifth, Killian, um, Texas, just barely. Fourth, Memphis, yep. Third, Baton Rouge. And coming in the top two places, both California, Palmdale, number two, and Pomona, number one. You been there to either one of them? Yes. Now. The worst cities. How would you like that? I don't know. Assignment. Yeah, or designation. Okay, so um, we've got 183. So coming in 174th is Anchorage. 175th, Tampa. 176th, Honolulu. 177th, Seattle. 
178th Cleveland. Then Jersey City, 179. Mesquite, Texas, 180. Garland, Texas, 181. New York City, 182. And coming in dead last, Yonkers, New York. Well, it's just a study, folks. Do what you need to do and enjoy it. Um, it is a bit more difficult to do a barbecue in New York City. I grant you that. But, uh, you know, we lived in Honolulu. We cooked out often. Um, my first wife was from Cleveland. In my visits there, we cooked out often. Um, oh, well, enough on that. Do you have a favorite or a, a native meal? Native dish? No. I, uh, Native recipe from the islands that you recall? Oh, from the islands. Yeah, when you were there. I'm always interested in different well, areas I, okay. of how I, the cuisine is. Um, cooking styles. Let's go that direction. Okay. I think one of my favorite is Thai. Um, I love Thai food. Um, but I, I also enjoy just a good American meal, you know? Yeah. Uh, I like Chinese, of course. I just like Thai better. Yeah, I've had both. Um... I, I I don't know I I like uh, I, I I like a variety. Yeah, good. Okay. Just wondered if something may have stuck out or jumped out with you when you mentioned cookouts in Hawaii. It's nine fifty four almost. <clears throat> I have so much more material sitting in front of us. Um, and tomorrow we have a guest. Then Friday we can do some more. I have a report entitled The Best Real Estate Markets that's uh, currently existing in our nation. I have another report, The Best and Worst Cities to Drive in, uh, you know, to be driving a car in. Um... Is we really don't have time for that. I have another one entitled 2021's Hardest Working States. Um, we could probably get through this quickly. Where do you think uh, the hardest working state is? Oh, boy. Texas. Yeah, well, it's ranked fifth. But uh, Alaska makes number one. North Dakota, two. Nebraska, three. South Dakota, four. Texas, fifth. Wyoming, Wyoming. sixth. <laughs> Oklahoma, and so on. Okay, now, how about uh, our neighboring states? Kentucky makes 24th, Ohio makes 38th, West Virginia makes 49th. Who's 50? New Mexico. New Mexico. Um, there is a report in the New York Times today saying that this second wave Um, we, well, they, they, the way they put it, we investigate COVID's mysterious two-month cycle. 
almost like clockwork, as the Delta-fueled COVID-19 surge in the U.S. finally peaked. The number of new daily U.S. cases has risen less over the past week than any point since June. Um, There is obviously no guarantee that the trend will continue, but there is one big reason to think that it may, and that caseloads may soon decline. Since the pandemic began, COVID has often followed a regular, if mysterious, cycle. In one country after another, the number of new cases has often surged for roughly two months before starting to fall. And it appears that the Delta variant, despite its intense contagiousness, is following that pattern. Now, Scott, you had a tune queued up, right? Yeah. One of the... uh, This is a three-minute tune, but we have two and a half minutes. But let's start it anyway, right? Yeah. From 1978. And I think this tune ranks number 28 in all time. morning we're here got some great guests coming up too try to join us each morning please service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N-S. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. It's been three days since Hurricane Ida slammed the state and Louisianans are still struggling to find cool places to stay, food to eat, and water to drink. It hurts. We be in burning up. We wake up in sweat. We go to bed in sweat. We, we, we don't have not to be homeless. I'm Jim Crisul in New Orleans after a night where a beautiful, pristine crescent moon hung over the Crescent City. A blazing sun will make for another miserable day for hundreds of thousands without power and air conditioning. The heat index today will reach a brutal 105 degrees. In California, the Caldor fire is getting closer to Lake Tahoe, forcing more evacuations. Rebecca Hubbard and her husband had to leave their home and the barbecue restaurant they own behind. When we were going through our house, you're kind of going through the boxes and you're like, okay, what can I leave behind and what do I have to take? The TSA says it screened the lowest number of airline passengers yesterday since May 11th. CBS's Dr. David Agus has joined other experts to call for a global data-driven system on COVID-19. 
vaccines. The goal? To make international travel easier. The problem is, is that we need to start to look at the data in the real world with every vaccine. There are vaccines that are not approved in the United States that are being used across the globe. And so we need to look at them and say, hey, this vaccine is okay to come to the United States. This week, the EU removed the U.S. from its safe travel list. A judge in New York is expected to decide today whether to approve a bankruptcy settlement involving Purdue Pharma and the family that owns the OxyContin maker. Correspondent Anna Werner. As part of the deal, the Sackler family would be granted immunity from any opioid-related lawsuits. 38 states have agreed to the settlement, but 10 states have not. OxyContin's been linked to more than half a million opioid deaths nationwide. The strictest abortion law in the country took effect in Texas today after the Supreme Court didn't respond to an emergency request to stop it. Planned Parenthood, Sarah Wheat. This is the most extreme law in any state so far. We're all very concerned about how many patients are going to be impacted. Will bans abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. When is a kiss a cookie? Depends who you ask, the baker or the candy maker. Here's CBS's Linda Kenyon. What's inside every bag of Hershey's Kisses? California cookie baker, the cookie department, is suing Hershey for the right to keep using the chocolate chip teardrop on its packaging. Hershey said it looked too much like its famous Hershey's Kisses and threatened to sue. The cookie department calls that lawsuit half-baked because it's just sore over its lawsuit against Hershey for using the phrase tough cookies only on some packaging. This is CBS News.